Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You know, less than two weeks ago, the Miami Dolphins were eight and three on a five-game winning streak. It feels like a lifetime ago now. Welcome <laughs> in to the Extra Yard. Alex Dono alongside former Miami Dolphin Troy Stratford. Troy, uh, yes, hopefully yes. hopefully this Dolphin team just never goes out to California ever again because that, that was a nightmarish couple of games. San Francisco loss last week late afternoon, and I hate it when the Dolphins don't perform in primetime. There's got to be like a primetime curse, right? We had the Thursday night debacle against Cincinnati this year. I know right. a lot of the recent primetime games the Dolphins have had. In real, it seems like they always would match the Dolphins up against Baltimore on primetime years ago. They'd get smacked around, and the Dolphins suffered a disappointing loss to a Chargers team that they were favored to beat yesterday. And now a five-game winning streak has turned into a two-game losing streak. But enough about me. How are you? I'm doing great, but I'm looking at this season also, and I'm sitting there saying what looked like it was going to be a pretty good road trip for the Miami Dolphins, going out to the West Coast, getting that bonding going on because they were going to stay out there or they stayed out there for the entire week. You just thought it was going to play out better. They lose to a rookie quarterback two, two, two weeks ago against San Francisco, and then they come back and, you know, a team in the Chargers – who are trying to find themselves. Yes, we know they have a quarterback who could throw the football all over the field and post some numbers and score some points. But we just thought it was going to be a better ending than losing two yeah. games in a row with Buffalo looming in the shadows on a short week for the Miami Dolphins in prime time once again. So Miami Dolphins better find some answers quickly, quickly. Well, let's address uh, the elephant in the room first. And I'm I'm sorry, Vaughn954, but I don't know how you can say this on a day like today. Uh, the better quarterback on the field was wearing powder blue, not white and aqua. The, the better quarterback yesterday uh, was Justin Herbert. I, I could still say Tua overall has had a, a an overall better season than Herbert, including a, a better record and better numbers. But Troy, you know, Justin Herbert looked like the fifth overall pick and Tua looked like something worse than the fifth overall pick last night. 39 for 51, 367 yards for Herbert, one touchdown, no interceptions. I also thought the Chargers had a better game plan because I thought that. Yeah, because it was it just me um, where it, Mike McDaniel at times looked like he was calling plays on Madden, where it's like, you know, you're you're down six points, or you're down 10 points, and he's calling plays like they're down 17 points, throwing everything deep down the field. Whereas I saw Herbert and the Chargers mixing in the check downs, uh, you know, keeping the Dolphins defense honest, going down the field when appropriate, where I thought it was just deep ball or bust for the Dolphins, and it was mostly bust because Tua went 10 for 28. I thought... I mean, the first half was horrendous, right? At one point, he was two completions, and it was almost halftime. If, if I remember reading that correctly, if I remember the game correctly, he just got off to a horrible start in that football game. Luckily, he, he made the big throw, you know, to, you know, Cheetah going down the sideline, which got him on the board. But overall, that's two weeks in a row, maybe three weeks in a row that we've seen subpar play from what he had shown us earlier in the season to what he's showing us the last few weeks. So they got to correct that. They got to get that straight. I don't know what it is. It's almost like Waddle is non-existent right now. And I don't know if he's still a little nicked up, 
but he didn't have a great game also. We saw two, like the first three passes of the game, right? All three of them should have been completions. Yeah. Wide receiver was open. Ball was there. It was either a drop or the ball was just off a little bit. So the Miami Dolphins, they did not get off to a good start. And, you know, I'm one of those offensive guys that says the easiest drive to score in the game is the very first drive. And the Miami Dolphins, I was actually happy that they got the ball first. I'm like, okay, we could go out there, you know, sort of like what we did against San Francisco. Hit them with a big play, make it happen, show the, the charges that you're there for business and they're going to have their hands full all day. But that game just settled down quickly. And the Miami Dolphins, they struggled, especially in the first half. And pre-game or pre-show here, we were sitting there. I said the Miami Dolphins, they have to get that running game involved, especially in December, right, when you're going on the road, like to Buffalo next week. And we saw the bad weather that they had up there in the game yesterday. That, that weather was horrible. Miami Dolphins are going to have to run that football. And to your point, I thought that the Chargers did a very good job of hitting it in the flat, quick passes, getting it out, not allowing that pass rush to get going because Wilkerson was playing his butt off, Phillips was playing his butt off, and they did a good job of kind of neutralizing that a little bit by getting the ball out of uh, – why can't I think of the quarterback now? Herbert. <laughs> getting it out of – yeah, Herbert, getting the ball out of his hands really quick. And so the Miami Dolphins, they got some things that they need to iron out. They got to straighten out. You talk about the running game, um, you know, and the Dolphins, unfortunately, they lost Jeff Wilson in the first half to a hip injury, was carted uh, back to the, the locker room, didn't return. So that that obviously took some big time depth away from your backfield. It was, you know, Raheem Mostert was the top guy after that. Even Salvan Ahmed even got a carry. We don't see him very often. But still, despite the fact that the Dolphins did lose some personnel during the game, they were having success when they ran the football, but they didn't stick True. with it enough. Like Mike McDaniel was trying to hit the home run on every play call. And like, sometimes it's okay to hit a few singles and get some first downs. Uh, you know, the Dolphins, Troy, they, they average 4.8 team yards per carry. So if this was a situation where there's just no lanes to run in and they're averaging like 1.2 yards per carry, like, okay, I can understand you're playing from behind. You go away from the running game, but for most of this game, you were down either 10 points or down six points. You don't have to abandon the run. And, you know, even uh, Mostert didn't get nearly enough burn yesterday because there were a couple occasions and he, he did have a a 13-yard run in the game. There were a couple times where he was just a broken tackle away from taking it 30, 40, 50 yards down the field. Uh, but you're not going to be able to, to get that play if you keep abandoning the run too much. I don't think they gave Mostert enough of a chance to get into a rhythm. I find it very hard. Like this team is built throwing the football. And even though they showed some success running the football, so we take yesterday's game and I can see Coach McDaniel, he's in the middle of this thing, and he wants to play with the flashy toys. I mean, it's hard when you're sitting there saying, all right, I'm going to call three running plays in a row. I'm going to stick to this thing. When you have all of this talent sitting out there, it's sort of like, People say, oh, they don't use Mike Gusecki enough. And I sit there and say, well, dog, oh, you got Waddle over here. You got Hill over here. Sometimes he's going to be forgotten. And I understand that. And I think the running game has fallen into that same pattern of just being squeezed out of the game plan because of the shiny toys that you have and the potential to make big plays that we've seen them make all season. Now, one of those shiny toys was the best player on the Dolphins offense, but he wasn't perfect because, you know, he should have had a first quarter touchdown that the Tua put uh, what looked like a dime to Tyreek Hill, but he just he didn't look at it, didn't make the adjustment. But still he didn't see it. He didn't see it. Yeah, that was very yeah. weird. It was like, yeah. Yeah. what are you, a center fielder playing, you know, in, in June in the middle of summer and the sun is in your eyes? It was like he had no awareness of where that football was. There was no attempt to make a play on that football. And I thought that was really weird that for whatever reason, he lost everything. There was no football in sight. And you're right. He should have had a touchdown there. But even despite that, he was one of about a handful of reasons why the Dolphins were still in that football game. I mean, Correct. Troy, that first touchdown that he scored <laughs> – 
that, that that's one of the coolest highlights of the Dolphins season to this point. And, and what a heads up play by Teron Armstead for for shooting the ball out to him from that pile. Like that was a right. that was a real heads up play from your veteran left tackle. And then, you know, so he picks up that fumble. Everyone else on the field, uh, everyone in a Charger uniform had basically given up on the play. He picks it up, live ball, and then you see that blazing speed. That's why they oh. call this man the cheetah. He, he takes it all the way around to the right side, and he burns everyone into the end zone. And that was at a time when the Dolphins were down 10 nothing. He gets Miami right back in the game. Would also get Miami back in the game later when they were down 17-7. to He caught that 60-yard touchdown pass from yes. Tua to pull the Dolphins within three. So it's like every time you thought the game was getting out of hand in the Chargers' favor, Tyreek Hill would get the Dolphins right back into it. He was there to put them right back into the game. And that's the point. That's going, okay, that's going back to the point I just made. You get this shiny toy over here that's so dynamic. I'm going to call a play for him. I know I should give the ball here, hand it off to keep the defense honest or whatever, but it's so hard to get away from that play right there because I know the potential that he has. Now, that fumble that he picked up, it was like, oh, look, look what I found. Like, he just scooped that ball up. By the time he was in the end zone, I think guys were still in a pile there fighting. Yeah. <laughs> They're, They're like, like, where's, where's the, the ball? ball? Where's the ball? <laughs> He's like, see you later. And then, you know, you just – if you're a DB in the league and you're playing against Cheetah and you see him going down the sideline, you're sitting there like, damn, I got to chase him. <laughs> I got to make an effort. Yeah. I can't stop running because, you know, then the coach is just going to get me out of the game. So I actually got to run after this dude for like 50 yards and look like a fool. But, I mean, Hill is just a special player. And I wish he had – located that football on that first one he would have three big scores in that football yeah. game you know who i gotta give credit to jason sanders he was he was another one and we are going to talk about the defense guys because there were a handful of standouts on the defense but i've got to give jason sanders some credit because he's another reason why despite how poorly the dolphins played um, this this was a football game until the very end like it was a football game within the right. two minute warning so, you know, the Dolphins had, you know, kind of a disappointing drive uh, down uh, nine points late, but they were at least able to get it into field goal range. Jason Sanders hits a 55-yarder. If he doesn't make that kick, you know, it, it's no, over. No that's, all, that's all she wrote. He hadn't hit. And, you know, Sanders, I, I call it like I see it. He's been bad for most of the year. That's why I'm giving him credit now. He hadn't hit a kick over 50 yards all season. He hits a clutch 55-yarder. And then he hit a good enough onside kick that the Dolphins were like this close to getting close. on that onside kick because it, it came off a charger hand. Dolphins had a chance to fall on it. It was really close. So, you know, we were nearly an onside kick away from having an opportunity to win the game down six points. And I, I credit Sanders for keeping the Dolphins in that position. I You got to give Sanders a lot of credit because – I have to go back to it was the bye week that the Miami Dolphins had. He has kicked relatively pretty. He's been kicking fine since the bye week. So he did something. I don't know if he went back to the old coach that he started with. I know there were suggestions of that. I mean, all of us on the outside were sitting here saying he should do this, he should do that. I'm sitting there talking about he got hit trash, like out the kazoo, you know. Everything was going wrong for him. But he, during the bye week, he got some things straightened out, and it was nice to see, see him come back and play some good football, putting ball through the upright. And like you said, that was a big, big 55-yard field goal that he nailed. And unfortunately, they couldn't come up with the onside kick. But, yeah, Jason Sanders looked like the Jason Sanders of old. So on the defensive side of the football um, – Christian Wilkins is he's just an incredible football player. <laughs> yes. And, and I was talking about this. I was doing the uh, the post game until the middle of the night yesterday with OJ McDuffie and and uh, Seth Levitt. And it's like we were talking about Christian Wilkins like he he gets himself. He's so rangy and so quick. 
he gets himself in positions to make tackles where a defensive tackle should not be. It's like, wait, which which safety or which linebacker may? Oh, that's Christian Wilkins who just made that tackle. This guy right. is all over the field and all over the backfield. It is truly amazing when you see someone of that gigantic size, that weight, to be able to get that move in that quickly in such a short period of space. And make plays, get his hands free, put pressure on the quarterback, and he does it while he's having fun. He actually is, you know, how you wish a lot of football players play, having fun, serious as anything, okay? But you're having fun out there kicking someone's butt. And I know whoever's lined up against him, no matter what week it is, they're sitting there, they start talking about it, like up in Buffalo right now, there's an offensive guard up there right now saying, damn, I got my hands full. <laughs> yeah. I got my hands full on Saturday. So, you know, don't work me too hard this week because I'm going to have my butt, my hands full come Saturday night with Wilkinson. On that D-line, uh, also super impressed with Jalen Phillips. And, and Troy, you, you saw that complete BS Pass oh, or not pass, that? That, that roughing the passer that they like he it was the gentlest sack what I've seen. It? He even like he pats Justin Herbert on the shoulder at the end, like, hey bro, you all right? You're a quarterback. I don't want to hurt you. No, the, it wasn't a body weight situation, it wasn't a late hit. Obviously, he was it was a sack, he was holding the football, and they call a roughing the passer on that. I know Jalen was upset, like he even he tweeted about his displeasures, like, you better not find me 15K for that. He deleted the tweet because they probably told him, bro, if you don't delete that, they're definitely going to find you for that. But it's it's one of the worst calls I've seen all year. Like, it's one thing. I know you're trying to protect the quarterbacks, but, you know, you, you've got to have a little bit better standards than that because I, I don't know if I've ever seen a cleaner sack in my entire life. How does that get a flag? No business in the world should they have thrown a flag on that particular play. It was a normal sack. He did not drive, you know, like a Wesley did not drive him into the ground. It was normal. And I'm sitting there saying, and I've never been one to say, oh, the quarterbacks, they protect them too much. I understand why they protect quarterbacks. You know, you got to keep hit them up high and things of that nature. You got to stay away from the legs. But on that play right there, there is nothing else that he could have done differently. Yeah. Nothing. I, and then I think two plays later, they, they give us a little makeup call. They call Holden I remember or something that. like that. <laughs> and, I, I, and I just screamed at the television. I was like, oh, don't give me that little garbage makeup call. That call right there was, it was huge at the yeah. moment in the game because that would have gotten the Miami Dolphins off of the field, the defense off of the field, and they they would have had nice field position, but instead they throw a flag. Oh, I, I was so pissed off on that flag. And sorry that I'm sure the, the league, because this happens all the time, they will write a response to the Miami Dolphins because after every game, they go through it. And teams, they have a list of plays, calls that they will send to the league for an explanation of why did they make this call or why didn't they make this call? And they actually respond back. I would love to see what they had to say about that call right there. That was absolutely bogus. And, and that's also, one of those. That's one of those calls where you say, like, I got a couple friends. Believe it or not, they think it's all fixed. And I go, you're talking nonsense, <laughs> you know. So tomorrow they'll be like, see, Troy, I told you they 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 threw the flag right there because they wanted to have the said uh LA charges stay in control in a game and that was a turning point and it's hard for me to answer that one I'm yeah. just gonna say that was a blown call man that was a very bad call well and also it's like and even even if they 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 gave the Dolphins some yardage back on a makeup call like you mentioned and I had the same thought about that like it, it still doesn't make things right with Jalen Phillips because I don't know what his incentive situation is but you know most most uh Edge rushers will have, you know, incentive pay based on how many sacks you get. That's yeah. a pretty common thing these days. So, 
you know, God forbid he misses out on an incentive bonus because of, you know, losing <laughs> out on that sack or, you know, God forbid he does get fined for complaining about it on Twitter, even if he deleted the tweet. Like, that could literally cost him money. Like, it could cost him 15 grand for a fine, or it might even cost him six figures if he misses out on an incentive bonus. Like, it's, just, it's not right. Absolutely. I mean, it could prevent him at the end of the season. I never even thought of that. You're the money man over there. So you, you're sitting there and I say, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah. he may, he's definitely going to end up short one way or another because you know the, the incentive that are built then is you know once you get to seven then it's you know every one after seven is worth another 10 20 30 grand whatever it is so I, I i was so upset with that call because the miami dolphins had something going at that point and they finally got pressure and I'm like, you're going to take that away? The man did nothing wrong whatsoever. That was a bogus call. Now, you know who else I thought was really good on the defense? He had a couple of important tackles and stops was Cater Kohu, good in coverage as well. You know, it's crazy. Cater Kohu uh, in recent weeks is looking better than Xavier Howard. Now, I I choose to believe that X, who's had a couple of groin injuries, uh, I I choose to believe he's not playing at 100% because he doesn't look like himself. He was getting burned a little bit last night, but I never thought I would say in uh, in Big 2022 that Cater Kohu looks like a better player right now than Xavier Howard. You know, Xavier Howard, because he's been dealing with the groin injury, right? And that's the injury that DBs hurt all the time. Wide receivers is hamstring. DBs, because they play most of the game moving backwards and then trying to explode to the right or to the left, and what I've seen when it comes to Xavier Howard is the fact that whereas you watched him play when he was 100% healthy and there was no separation that was going on, now he looks like your standard DB out there, not standard, but a regular cornerback out there who allows separation to not the best wide receiver, just a, a, a little bit of separation when they run that little out route, they run a slant. It's almost like he can't explode to get there like he used to. And, I mean, we'll never know the truth until the season is over because, you know, he'll keep it quiet. But, yes, I think he is definitely suffering from that groin injury. That's how I see it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, we're we're going to talk about the Dolphins now, their percentage chances to make the playoffs, which obviously took a hit. Uh, and I want to talk here about prize picks. So, you know, and and listen, uh, your prize pick selections, if you were really bullish on the Dolphins last night, they probably didn't go so well, except for for Tyreek Hill. But yeah, but if you if you had the overs on Tua passing yards, which I think was around, uh, I want to say it was what, around 265, 265. 265, yeah, he went uh, 145, ended up being the number for Tua. That didn't go so well. Now, if you did have, you know, remember they had that Justin Herbert special last week where it was just over under 0.5 passing yards. Yeah. You comfortably went over that, uh, 367 passing yards for Justin Herbert. And, guys, if you haven't tried prize picks yet, Troy and I and everyone on the Five Reasons Sports Network, we have so much fun at prizepicks.com or the PrizePicks mobile app. Um, I'm a little ADD when it comes to doing fantasy and, and sports betting. So this is perfect for me. So, and it's fully legal, by the way, in Florida. Prize Picks mobile app. I've got it open right now. You download it's a free app, Prize Picks, or use the website like Troy does, prizepicks.com. And it takes just a few minutes to create your profile, sign up. And guys, when you make your first deposit, make sure you use our code because we have a hookup for you. Five F I V E sign up with our code F I V E and they're going to double your first deposit 100% up to $100. So if you deposit a hundred bucks, they're going to give you a hundred extra dollars free. It's that easy. So on prize picks, you simply select two, three, four, or five players and predict if they're going to go over or under their stat projections. And if you get all your predictions, correct, you're winning up to 20 times your money back, two times, five times, 10, 10 times, 20 times your money back for getting all your selections correct. Uh, so I'm looking uh, – I, I, ooh, do they have 
Saturday night yet for the Dolphins. Um, well, let me see. I, I think we might have. I think they might have just updated this actually because it's funny, Troy. I looked at this 25 minutes ago, right before we went on, and I was like, "Oh, they don't have the Saturday night props right. yet," but now they have them. So that that's okay. updated here since three o'clock. Um, so okay, Tua versus Allen. So Troy, do I do I ride the current negative momentum and take the under for Tua? Two sixty point five passing yards in Buffalo in the frozen tundra. Uh, Tua just threw for one forty five in really good weather conditions in Los Angeles. I'm I'm thinking under two sixty and a half passing yards this weekend. Unless you're going to tell me there's a heat wave coming through Buffalo and it's going to be seventy five <laughs> degrees and clear. I'm going to have to play the under. Now, again, they got all those shiny toys, and it's not like he has to really – he just has to be more accurate with his passes. The last few days or games, he's been off a little bit. And so when it comes to the weather, they had horrible weather up there that they played in yesterday. But I'm looking at this, and I'm sitting there saying – Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then – Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, we, we've seen a couple deep passes lately, but up in Buffalo, the game plan is going to be designed a little quicker. I think it's going to be fast. I think it's going to be shorter, but I'm going to play the under on that, but soon as I say that, it's going to go over. (laughs) I'm playing the under on that as well. And you know what? I might play the Josh Allen under as well, just for passing yards. 285? No, he's also 260 and a half. Um, But I I don't know. I I might look more at Josh Allen's rushing number. Let me see if we have that one yet. That I do not think is on the board yet. Only his passing number is on the board. But I don't know. Assuming the weather there's not great, I, I could see probably Josh Allen around 230, 240, and Tua maybe around 180, 190 based on the way he's been playing lately. I think they both go under 260 and a half. Ooh. I don't know, man. That Josh Allen, he, as much as I don't want to like him, I have to <laughs> like him. I, I'm, I'm straight up. I, yeah, yeah. I don't like the man. He's a Buffalo Bill. I don't like him. But he continues to put up the numbers. When it goes uh, to Josh Allen, I always like to combine his rushing. It's probably going to be around 295, 298 if his passing is around 265 because he usually is in that area of 30 to 40 yards rushing in a particular game. Uh, How many yards he rushed for yesterday, uh, I can tell you, okay, if, if you have it open, take a look. Yeah. Cause I, I think I, I, I think, I think I closed out my scoreboard page. Cause it was like playing, like, you know, when you have the ESPN website open, it starts playing like music from a commercial on your headphones. Yeah. What was 47 it? Seven yard, 47 yards rushing yesterday by uh-huh. Allen. So. That weather sucked there in Buffalo yesterday against, uh, oh, against the Jets. Yeah. I mean, it's Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sucks up there. Is that uh, yeah? I, I mean, I, obviously, I hear it's a nice city in the in the summertime. 
I, well, yeah, and and, and you and you you played you, you when you played in the league, like you were because it seems like the Dolphins always go there in December, so you probably oh, never really? saw it. You never saw it in like a decent month of the never. year, right? Never, never. I don't even know if the sun shines up there. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> there's no no evidence of that so yeah no. guys it, it's so easy on prize picks again you just and it takes under a minute to make your selections and you can put in athletes from different sports in the same selection you can select yeah. some nfl players some uh some nhl players major league well major league baseball is not going on so i wouldn't recommend that right now but nba you can make multiple different sports selections on your same uh, prize pick selection. Make sure when you sign up, you use our code five, that's F I V E. And they're going to double your first deposit up to a hundred bucks, deposit a hundred bucks, get a hundred bucks free prize picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. I got to tell you one that I missed on yesterday. What's that? Tom Brady over under was two fifty five. I had over. Yeah, that yeah, that wasn't good. What, what did he end up? I know, I know they had just and, and by the way, Brock Purdy, what a player. Oh, it's 250. <laughs> I didn't even realize he was that high. I thought he was I, I saw the final score. I thought he was lower than that. Yes. He was wow. at two he was at 253. And so I turned to the game to watch the end of it. And I was sitting mm. there saying, All right, all right. And they were getting their doors blown off. And yeah. so they had the ball one more possession. And I said, they better put Brady in. I mean, I know they didn't want to get him hurt, but I'm like, they got to put him in. They put him in. They put him in. They ran the ball three times. Oh, I said, no. oh, man, all you had to do is oh, throw one in the flat. That is awful. I, I've A been in that spot. Play. Yes. I've been in that spot so many times, whether it's in fantasy, you need you need a couple more yards or you just yeah. need to hit one field goal to cover, you know, a, a sports bet. It doesn't happen. Yep. That is rough. All right, here it are brings so, us back. Yeah, so <laughs> fo following back. following two straight Miami Dolphins losses. Yes. Um, the Dolphins now, according to five thirty eight, you know they do all those statistical projections. The Dolphins have dropped from an eighty seven percent chance of making the playoffs down to a seventy three percent chance. So they the Dolphins would still be in if the season ended today. It doesn't obviously. They're down right. to a 73% chance. Now, what I'm trying to figure out here, and I guess it depends on all how all the other games play out, but obviously if the Dolphins lose a third straight in Buffalo, you'd probably drop into probably the 50s or, you know, something like the 50s or the 60s at most. So this is this is a really important game, and I don't have to tell you guys how important it is. AFC playoff standings, AFC East division, because if you win the game this Saturday, you're very much alive to win the right. division. If, if you, you lose, lose the game, your goose is basically cooked. Right. You're done. Buffalo will win, end up winning the AFC East. So the, yep. the Miami Dolphins, their backs are up against the wall. This is a week by week. And I, I mean, I, I hate that we're in this position now. But, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you know, we were sitting here on the show. And we go, well, the Miami Dolphins win the next two out of three. You know, like we, we're looking down the schedule. Yeah. You don't hear none of that. Going I was already on predicting right home field advantage. Like, here's how you get home field number one seed. Now, uh, not so much. <laughs> okay, and and now what are we talking about? Buffalo, Buffalo only. We don't know who they play. I don't know who they play after Buffalo. All eyes on Buffalo. It's going to be a short week, but somehow, some way, they're going to have to get this thing done. You know, Buffalo, they're going to come in here, or or they're just going to open their doors and they're going to say, okay, this is payback for us. We see you guys, you're not on a roll. You just lost two straight. We owe you from that game back in September when you guys were cheating. You turned up the heat and you turned the air condition off, right? We we owe you for that. Did, so did, you, did you realize <laughs> did you realize climate change is a Stephen Ross plot going back decades? Like he 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 was telling people back in the 60s, like guys, we need to make sure. We create gas guzzling SUVs. We need to make sure that uh, the China is not respecting the environment. We need to destroy the ozone yeah. layer because in 2022, we needed to be in the 90s when the Dolphins play Buffalo in September so we can win that game. This go this goes back into the deep state since the 1960s. <laughs> you got a wild imagination going right there, Donald. Hey. No doubt about that. But it's going to be on the minds of Buffalo. You know – they really don't like playing in the cold either, but they have no choice. It's Buffalo. Yes, they are yeah. more accustomed to it. 
Well, no, you know what? If they right. didn't want, if they didn't want to play in the cold, they could build a dome. They could be like they Minnesota. Could. They could build a dome they, if they wanted to. And they're about to build a new stadium up there, and there's no talk of putting a roof on it. Right. They want to play in that element. That's their home field advantage, and so they're gonna play it to the hilt. I can remember playing games up there. I mean, freezing cold, right? And we go up there, and we're like, oh shoot. You know, we got to go out here. But, you know, your mentality is, all right, let's suck it up and let's get this over with. So you get to the stadium, you know, two hours before the game. And so you you get brave enough. You're like, I got to do this. So you go out the, to the field nice and early. And you walk out there and you got on your big coat and you're all bundled up. You got your hat on. And then all the Buffalo Bill players out there. Arms yeah. rolled up. They got short sleeves on. They're walking around like this. Uh, and I'm sitting there saying, you know your ass is cold. <laughs> you know you're cold. But they don't care. They play it, man. They play up to it. How so psychological. You, how do you think it's going to go uh, this week? Because it's not, not not that I'm making excuses, but th- this this is just a crappy schedule, right? Because you just, you're just you on the other side of the country for a Sunday night game. Now you're going to return to Miami for a few days. And so you've, you've basically lost a day from playing Sunday night on the West Coast. And you're right. losing another day playing Saturday night instead of Sunday. And you're on the road. you got to travel to, the, to hell on earth in Buffalo, uh, to the, the frozen tundra, where I hear even the chicken wings are not that great up there, not as great as they think they are. And so how do you – so this is, this is like almost like a week where you play a Thursday nighter. Like it's really not much better than that. The one thing that will help the Miami Dolphins is they played them once. Mm. So you put on that tape and your game plan is right there. What worked well for you that very first game against Buffalo? And you just try and build that. You maybe put in the same plays, but put a different motion onto it. But you have a pretty good idea of what you could do against them. And so that's what you're going to try and do against them because the Miami Dolphins are definitely losing a day, if not two days. They got in probably last night at, I don't know, two, three, four in the morning, maybe later than that. No, they later than had, that, I think, because of the, 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 right? the time the jump. Headwind. Yeah, and well, and yeah. also it goes three hours forward to back, back to the East Coast. So I, I think right, I want right. to say it was like probably 5 or 6 a.m. when they got in. See, so that that's a wasted day. The only guys that had to go in were guys that were – nicked up in the ball game that need a little bit of treatment, but you probably get them a day off. And then you come back tomorrow, you work Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you got to get back on the plane. So it's definitely a short week. You're going to go back to the archive and pull out what you did week one against the Buffalo or game one against the Buffalo Bills. And you're going to try and duplicate that. Simple as that. Should I, I be having a, a legitimate concern that the the fears that I had up until about two months ago about Tua being just another guy? And listen, I'm 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 being obviously very encouraged by seeing what he's capable of because he he had a handful of good enough games this year to where he yeah. he was he was a bona fide MVP candidate. I not now, obviously, he could still get back. I mean, you get a big win in Buffalo this weekend, you could be right back in that conversation soon. Uh, but this has been a really rough couple of weeks for Tua. And I was uh, I filled in for Brendan Tobin last week on Wednesday. And I, w- I was on with Leroy Horde on the Tobin and Leroy show. And Leroy was getting all over me because I, I said that, hey, like, I- I'm not going to call Tua a franchise quarterback yet. That I'm, I'm not going to call not? anybody. I'm not going to. I guess because he was like, well, look how, you know, the, how they, they've already decided, you know, they've, they've traded away any draft pick to replace him. They're all in with Tua, he said. And. He's putting up big numbers this year. But the way I look at it, Troy, and it's semantics, right? Because the way I would define, I'm not going to call somebody a franchise quarterback until you show me you can win decisive games, whether it be playoff clinching regular season games. You're going to have some opportunities at that uh, later this year or win me some playoff games. Like I have to see stuff like that before I call anybody a franchise quarterback. And I'm not saying Tua can't be that or won't be that. But I'm not going to put the franchise label. I've been a Dolphin fan, you know. In Dono, Dono, Dono. What? 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 <laughs> you hold him under a microscope that's very tiny. Like I don't think you look at other quarterbacks. Herbert, he hasn't won big games. 
I'm not calling him what? a franchise quarterback either. He's he's on he his not, way. Well, I'm not going to well, call him a franchise quarterback. Who are you calling a franchise quarterback? I'm calling a franchise quarterback are the, you know, the Mahomes, the Brady's. Yeah, Burrow, he got to a Super Bowl. That's so, a franchise so quarterback. In in your mind, there's probably only five franchise quarterbacks. Probably six or seven. I, I would call, I would call, you know, e even though his own team is disrespecting him, I would call Lamar Jackson, I would call him a franchise quarterback. I would oh, call Josh Allen. I would okay. call Josh Allen definitely a franchise quarterback. Mahomes, right? Yeah, Br Brady, Rodgers, obviously. Um, trying to think, uh, trying to think who else. Uh, I, I think you're being too hard on him. Now, would I like to see him, meaning Tua, in those situations, do what uh, Dak Prescott did yesterday? You, okay. They went 98 yards, right? 11, 12 plays and like two minutes. They get the winning touchdown. They win the game. I want to see two in that situation also. But if my team is good enough where you don't have to be in that situation, I'm all right with that also. Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to winning that big game, he's going to be in those big games. I don't know which one is like last week's game was big. Yesterday's game was big. This week's game against Buffalo, that's a big game. Yeah. If he wins, he has to win one of those. But the team has to win that. That's not just him. Not just him. He's been a he's, a he's been a problem these last couple of games. And I'm not saying he's the he's only problem. He's not the because is obviously anytime you're completing a pass, that requires the receiver to be in the right place and the quarterback right. to make the right throw and Protection, the receiver to everything. catch it. I Everybody. get that. But he's been off on so many throws. Like if the Dolphins finish this year nine and eight and don't go to the playoffs, then uh, I think it'd definitely be fair to look at Tua and say, okay, he might just be another guy. No. <laughs> no I, can't, I can't say that. I can't. I, I can't say it. I guess nope. I don't have the words to come at you right now, but I'm just sitting here saying, yeah. no, he's a franchise quarterback. And I said it a few weeks ago when they were on their winning streak and everything's good, I was saying – how many quarterbacks could actually run this offense that Tua is running for the Miami Dolphins? He used to run only... this offense. Lately, I don't know what he's doing with this <laughs> offense. Yeah, he, he has been off a little bit. He, last three games, he's been off a little bit. So let's hope he's on target against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Indade writes in, I'll start blaming the quarterback when they have good old lines and uh, and stink up the place. Yeah, I mean, listen, again, I, I, I fully, I fully, not, and I'm not, I'm not TD Finn's talk where I've like, I'm just going to say two is terrible. Like, I don't think he's terrible. Like, I'm still, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that he can prove to me that he is a franchise quarterback for what that's worth. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm getting a little, getting a little bit discouraged here. No, uh, after the no, way these no. last few weeks have gone. It's football, man. Settle down. You'll be all right. It'll what about right. what about Mike McDaniel? Should I be discouraged here? Uh, Carlos wrote in, McDaniel better adjust this offense. Teams have already figured them out. If he cannot do this, then he is not a genius after all. It, they've definitely because Troy, they figured out how to. The last two opponents have figured out how to how to disrupt those timing routes. And if you can disrupt the Dolphins' timing, the entire offense starts to go down the toilet. You know, you notice it, or I notice it more in the NBA, right? If you're a righty, the higher you go up, they take away your strengths. They try and make you go left. And if you can't change to go left, you're not, you know, good with both hands. Your game is only going to go so high. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking yesterday, I didn't know how good the DBs were for the Chargers, but they did a pretty good job. They got beat on the big plays. But they did a pretty good job, like the first three plays of the game, being right there, like the one DB down the sideline to, to Hill, and he got his hand up there. I'm yeah, like, that was a good play. That was yeah. a very good it was play. It was also an underthrow. But, yeah, it was a good yes. play. Yes, and I'm sitting here saying throughout the game, I go, I wonder if teams have figured out something now that slowed the Miami Dolphins' offense down. Not necessarily, you know, catching – Waddle and Cheetah when they get out there, but are they figuring something out? Because everyone, they get to see you, they watch you, they figure out something. One team has a little success doing one thing, 
against you, that other team is definitely going to copy that. So I think this is a huge game. You're going up against a team that you already played, and they played damn well against the Miami Dolphins, even though they lost the game. Yeah. They pride themselves on having an excellent defense up there in Buffalo. They pride themselves on winning at Buffalo. They owe the Miami Dolphins. This is a big game here for Tua, and mm-hmm. it's a big game for McDaniel. I agree that he needs to show a wrinkle here or there because eventually someone always catches up to you. I'm looking at the uh, the opening line. Bills are seven and a half point favorites, which in the NFL is a pretty big number. They're seven a and number. a half point favorites at home. Um, and, and let's not forget, Troy, and you were 100% right to bring up that this is this is a really big game for Tua. The last time Tua played in bad weather was at Tennessee against the Titans last year, and that was uh, arguably the worst game of his career to this point. So, I'm again, I'm, I'm not trying to make a, a narrative, bad, hashtag bad weather Tua, after one game, but the last time we saw him in bad weather, it was a horror show. Uh, I don't know if the weather in Buffalo is necessarily going to be that bad. We'll see how the wind conditions go and if it's going to snow or not. I don't know. It's going to be very cold. It's going to be a balmy 45 degrees on Saturday night. 45 (laughs) wouldn't be that bad. Oh, no. That'd be like a summer day. (laughs) I'm going to try and look it up while you. Yeah. See, I I think I see it. I see it here because they have it on. I, I love how they do this now on ESPN where when you open up the game page, they do have a weather forecast there. Yeah. Uh, 32 degrees, which is right at the freezing line, uh, and looks like possible snow. So, okay. So, that's th- not th- a bad th- combo. Th- 32, I think, is the high because obviously it's a night game. So, I think by the night time game. they play, it could be in the 20s and it could 25. snow. 25. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad, though. 32 degrees. And believe it or not, if it snows, that's that's not an issue. Really? It's when it rains. The snow uh, doesn't yeah. bother you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow right. is actually decent weather because, you know, if it was colder, I'd rather play in the snow than in the rain, the wet mm. rain like they had up there yesterday. So if it's just snowing, just snow, I'm all right with that. God, and I I, I don't know what the status is of, of Jeff Wilson, but I hope the Dolphins Ooh, have a, let a me reason. Tell you, yeah. That, that didn't look good. No, it didn't look good at all. Yeah. And a number of players who've had hip injuries, I I just wish the best for him that he's all right because hip injuries are very tricky, very tricky. Yeah, but we talked about how badly this team needs to establish a running game again. And, like, when I think about Buffalo in the snow, I think about Ricky Williams when he had over 200 yards up there like 20 years ago. It was crazy. Like, he was just going, going wild. In the snow, running I around like it was eighty-five degrees. Yeah, was he yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could yeah, be so done. That's what that's what we're looking at for this week. So, uh, and and you talked a little bit about uh, you know preparing for that cold weather. Like you, you grew up in uh, in New Jersey, so it wasn't it wasn't exactly a, a tropical climate there. You played your your football in Boston at Boston College. Like w- once you came down here, did your blood like thin out? Like did oh, you yeah. become so oh, so th- so that's a real thing then? Oh, absolutely. Like uh, I mean, we have a cool night down here, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like my blood is so thin. I used to come down here, and it didn't even bother me. I'm like, this is not cold. This is not cold. Where I come from is cold, but you your blood thins very quickly. You oh, just man. get that. You get used to it. That's all it is. You become a Floridian, and you're like, I hate this cold. You know, when it hits what sixty degrees, girls put on their boots. Yeah, down here, it's, it's just a different world down here. You know, Today is gorgeous outside. By the and way, and I'm actually like, even though I've I've lived down here basically my entire life, I'm still like, I don't know, man. I I feel like I was born for winter. Like, I'm not saying I want to live in. I prefer to live in a climate like this. But I, yeah, Troy, I only own one sweatshirt. And I've only got like two pairs of long pants. So like I'm e- even when it does get down to like 60, when you see the girls wearing the Ugg boots yeah. and, uh, and people 
because I think it's because they spend all that money on winter clothes because they're not cheap. So you're like, I got if it goes below 70, right. I'm putting on the winter I'm gear. putting it on. For me, like it gets down to 60, even in the 50s, I'm still wearing shorts and a T-shirt. Like I'm still really? uh, I'm rocking it the same way. I, I'm, I'm built for it, man. Oh, good for you. I, I don't like the cold at all. Like people suggest like a skiing trip. I go, wait, wait, let me get this right. You actually want to leave here and go somewhere where it's snowing. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not yeah. going. That's wild. I'm not going. Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, I definitely prefer to be in in reasonable weather because I remember once, uh, you know, my my sister lived in Pittsburgh for a couple years, and this one time I visited her there during the winter, and it got down to ten degrees. I just I wanted to die. Like it was it was so like it was it was above zero, not below zero, and it just it was miserable. Like my fingers felt frozen. Oh. My my lips like I, I needed like I guess one of those like ski masks where it covers like my entire face or something. I didn't have that, and my gloves apparently weren't good enough. So I just it felt awful. Like I don't want to. Donald, waking up in the morning and it's freezing cold. You gotta go shovel to get your car out. Yeah, that's what I don't want. I don't you want the chores. I don't want chores up. to come with it. Yeah. And driving in the snow and on the ice is the worst, also. So. It's good when you're a teenager. Mm. At, beyond that, I don't know how older people live live up there. I don't know how they yeah. do it anymore. That's why they all try to come down to Florida when they can. Exactly. Most of them come down here. Well, listen, guys, we, we had a lot of fun on this episode. Hold on. Let, let me get this one in before before we go. Matthew writes in, Tua played poorly, but Mike got out coached two weeks in a row. I agree with that. Uh, the defense I, I kind of agree with that also. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, yeah. and and still like I I said this about McDaniel last week. He's like a human computer. It's data input. He's hopefully going to learn from his mistakes, figure out what works, what doesn't work. And I don't think anybody knows better than him that he has to reevaluate certain things about his play calling. Like I I hope we see a little. Depending on the weather, I hope we see something a little different against Buffalo. Not me. Play with them shiny toys, man. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, down. I'm in. I love it. Throw the ball all over the place. I Throw love it. it. Put the pressure on. All right, my friends. Thank, thanks to everyone who made the extra yard part of their day. And by the way, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, keep in mind there is an audio version available. Uh, Alfredo Artiaga is nice enough to share it on the three yards per carry podcast feed. So you could check out the audio version, take us in the car, take us on a jog, wherever you go. And of course the video version available on the five reasons sports YouTube channel, Troy Stratford, former Miami dolphin. I, he reminds me, I need to, I need to get my Christmas tree in the shot for next time. Thank you, Troy, for the holiday spirit. Yes. Get into the spirit, man. Lift everyone up. I'm going to get into it. We will talk to you guys again next week on another episode of The Extra Yard, part of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.